0: Welcome to The Herd Mentality, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic and humanistic conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection, and God willing, get an interesting conversation for you to listen to. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, at Adam Reeks on Twitter, and it's time to meet our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Herd Mentality, and today I'll just postpone the introductions for a little moment. We've got a little bit of a diatribe from me, so just to bring everybody up to speed, at one godless woman, so Iman, who we raised the fundraiser for in episode 40 and 41, in total we raised over $13,000, and that was received between the Indiegogo fundraising campaign and direct PayPal transfers. So at a time when she'd lost her job, people were still donating money directly to her via PayPal. And I thank you all very much. You made a wonderful difference to her life at a time when the amount of stress was just going through the roof. Because even even though the fundraiser was a good thing, it added extra stress to an already stressful situation. So Iman, we're all thinking of you. Keep up the good work. You'll make Admiral for this. Secondly, uh, we just finished on the weekend a 24-hour podcast-a-thon over Secular.fm. That was a fantastic turnout. It was a fantastic turnout. I know for a fact that people at the Richard Dawkins Foundation for Reason and Science were listening in. I know that the American atheists were listening in. And I know that there are over 3,000 people pretty much at any one point listening into it. And over $2,000 was raised a foundation beyond belief and these are recurring payments so 25 percent after february of that 25 percent it's going to a new charity every month and the next charity is the richard dawkins foundation for reason and science so that's that's fantastic i spent all oh, about three hours on air i was very fortunate i had a good chat with william hamby uh, jerry dewitt and jamila bay and when i get my hands on that audio i'll release it as a podcast because i had some Really interesting discussions, specifically with uh, Jamila, about Russian politics, because she's a journalist and she does some work with gay and lesbian rights and freedom and so forth in Russia, and she recently lost her role in broadcasting in Russia. And Jerry DeWitt, who left his faith and dealt with some amazing consequences uh, and suffered from depression as a result. So when that comes up, when I finally get my hands on the audio, happy days. And thirdly, a lot of people have been posting the pictures of the cows. So that makes me very happy. They seem very happy. Anyone who donates $5 or more per month to support the Herd Mentality podcast gets a hand-drawn cow. It's worth absolutely nothing other than a smile. And uh, the website has now been updated, so all of the tithers, your names, are now in the header. doesn't matter which page you go to. If you wait long enough, your name will scroll across the top, and I thank you very much for your support. And It's allowed me to get some interesting guests on today to talk about dealing with loss. So I'll do the quick ring around and uh, introduce At Carbon Kyle. Kyle, how are you?
1: Doing well. How are you, Adam?
0: Very well, thanks. Where are you from?
1: I just moved to Monument, Colorado.
0: Awesome. And... At Stacy Skipper, how are you? I'm doing well. You have a southern accent. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Whereabouts are you from? A town called Monroe, Louisiana. What's interesting in that town? Absolutely
2: nothing. We have a college.
0: Well, you're interesting. I'm speaking to you. I'd argue that you're (laughs) the most interesting thing in that town.
2: we have a lot of uh, visitors uh, because we're a religious state. uh, So that's the big thing is waiting for people to come knock on your door and preach to you.
0: (laughs) And uh, you and I had a chat off air earlier about dealing with those types of uh, encounters. It's good fun.
2: Right. And uh, by the way, I had a Jehovah's Witness leave a uh, slip in my door today.
0: Yeah. You didn't get any chance to bring them in and give them the coffee and explain to them what the real world's doing.
2: No, I did not.
0: Sad face. And finally, at, and I may have to cut this because I may pronounce it incorrectly, is it Makey or Demakey? Uh
3: at Demakey.
0: At Demaki, Randall, how are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Very well, thanks. Where are you from?
3: I live in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Rightio. So all three from the US. Not a particularly international podcast this time around, but we're talking about dealing with loss. And the three of you contacted me through the website. You've all got very interesting stories. I'd like perhaps to start with Carbon Kyle. Now, Kyle, you do a, a website, I believe, something lighthearted.
1: Yeah, I run a skeptical uh, webcomic, a comic strip, about pseudoscience and relationships. And I launched it at TAM about seven months ago. And that was actually my wife from my uh, late honeymoon that we went on after my second deployment. I'm a military pilot by, by day. But yeah, quite an interesting experience. We previously lived in Arkansas. Hmm. So, very happy to move to Colorado.
0: Fantastic. So, you also sent me a link to an article, and would you mind just uh, giving us a, syn- a synopsis of what took place?
1: Well, as much as I like to be lighthearted you know, with my comic and all my outreach, it's kind of a serious subject, but my wife and I were uh, pregnant a few years ago. Well, right about a year ago this this all happened, but we unfortunately found out at the 20-week ultrasound that our child would not survive. And I don't know if you're familiar with the political goings-ons in Arkansas, which is also in the heart of the South, but they've enacted a lot of laws that criminalize uh, abortion or basically remove all options for abortion in the state. And our case was extremely severe that that was, you know, an option that we were considering while there were protests going on. So it's quite a heated place to have to deal with that kind of loss.
0: Mm. I've seen a couple of apologists posting on Twitter of late about this very topic and the twenty-week mark. Because at twenty weeks, that's where you have your ultrasound, and they're seeking to impose a twenty-week uh, limit. So it's it's almost you're almost hamstrung. So at the time that you find that your child is is non-viable or has a disability, and and you're still in a position where you can choose to terminate. This yeah, was... skeptic
1: would find that an interesting coincidence that they. uh chose 20 weeks for their, uh, for their mark, although there is also an eight-week ban, which is as soon as you can detect a heartbeat. And these are based off, you know, right-wing, uh, think-tank ideas in pseudoscience, basically, but mm. that's, that's the argument.
0: So what was the outcome from this article? I'll link the article in the show notes so you can, in your podcast listening app, you can actually click on it and go straight to the article. But for those who, who are listening in another means, what happened after that?
1: Well, uh, we ultimately did make the decision to terminate, um, the pregnancy. We were told that our child would not survive to term, that there was no possible way it would be born. And, uh, that was the most moral and ethical decision we could make with the best medical advice available, uh, at the time. So even though that we, you know, my wife's a surgical nurse and I have a, a background in, um, you know, Battlefield medicine and whatnot, and our family has a lot of doctors in it. Still, a difficult decision to make, and a difficult position to be in. The aftermath as of that article was uh, unfortunately the laws were passed. The ACLU is challenging the eight-week abortion ban, but the twenty-week abortion ban still stands. Of course, Roe v. Wade in the United States sets the limit right now at twenty-five weeks or viability. And my wife and I were right. Across the twenty-week mark, when that happened, so had it been a few months later, uh, my wife would have been forced to carry another three or four months until things took took their natural course. But which would glad been, that we didn't have to go through that.
0: Yeah, which would have been incredibly taxing for both of you, more so than it already was.
1: Uh, especially, yeah. And the interesting part about all of this, and you know, the abortion debate, uh, debate aside, it's really the reaction that we got from our family and friends that was most interesting, uh, especially from her religious co-workers in Arkansas. There's a lot of things you don't want to say to an atheist, and praise be to God is probably one of them.
0: I'd imagine not.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but we did get that one as a as a text message. So maybe a little uh, awareness of what people believe before you send them those kinds of texts, but I've plenty of other examples I'm sure we can get to of what not to say.
4: Mm.
0: Well, that might be a, an interesting podcast in itself, mightn't it? You know, what to say to really raise the <laughs> the hairs on the back of an atheist's neck.
1: Yeah, I, I guess the thing that's uh, struck us the most is that this isn't uncommon. A lot of people do deal with this kind of loss, but they don't talk about it, especially amongst people with other worldviews. You just kind of don't talk about it. so. Different, a lot of different attitudes as to how to deal with this. And a lot of them really didn't apply to us being, uh, my wife and I both being atheist.
0: Mm. So how did you deal with it?
1: Uh, we, it's a little bit interesting because it was a long process. So most people think of abortion as you walk in, walk out. And there are clinics in Arkansas that, uh, performed a surgical abortion, but there were protesters out front. And, uh, if I had to get through them, I probably would have done it with my car. So. <laughs> I think the best way, you know, that that's a surgical option, but it also is uh, a risk to the cervix and for future children, which my wife and I uh, very much want to have. So we went the safe route, which uh, is a injection that stops the baby's heart, and then you have to deliver. So that took a few weeks. So this whole process, while we were going through it, we kind of hold up for a while and uh, took solace in ourselves, but I liken it to being kind of cast away at sea or lost in space, you know, this. Just no concept of what's going on outside the house. Had you named your child? Uh, we had, actually. We had named, it was a, we found out it was going to be a daughter and we had named her Amelia, a uh, little aviation uh, reference there. But <laughs> yeah, pretty difficult. And I don't think we're going to be able to use that name now. Very, very interesting the way different people react to it. Um, I think a lot of people want to try to say the right thing as if they can find a magic word to, to fix it and make it better. But that's not really how it works
0: incredibly uh, challenging time, I can imagine. And Randall, your yep. email sort of detailed several different people from different areas of your family, and you've recently lost quite a few.
3: Ah, uh, Yes, I have. Talk me through it. Um, starting in 2006, I lost my maternal grandmother to lung cancer, and then in December of 2007, I lost my maternal grandfather to heart failure. Then March 2008, I lost my brother to pneumonia-related complications. In July 2010, I lost a cousin to a morphine overdose. And then October 2011, I lost my paternal grandfather to pancreatic cancer. And just last uh, January in 2012, I lost an aunt to a drug overdose as well.
0: Oh, gosh. How have you been going?
3: Um, You get through it. I mean, after the first two or three, you kind of adapt to uh, that feeling of loss. And I don't want to say that it becomes routine, but it becomes more manageable. You learn how to get back to your normal life pretty quickly. Were they religious? For the most part, yes. All of the grandparents were, of course. Hmm. Uh, My brother, he he never went to church, but he, he believed in God. And that's probably about the same for the aunt and the cousin as well.
0: How did they rationalize that bad
3: things happen to good people? You know, I I don't know a specific answer to that. Um, a few of the deaths were sudden, so I ah. doubt that they even had a chance to come to terms with it. Mm. So um, where,
0: where did you go for support?
3: It was usually with my family. Luckily, none of them really happened while I was away from home except for my paternal grandfather. I was at college at the time and that distance just kind of made it easier to handle on my own. Um, I didn't really have a support group there.
0: Hmm. And Stacy, bring us up to speed.
2: I'm kind of in the same boat as Randall there. I, I lost my mother just uh, a few weeks ago, the day before Thanksgiving on February the 13th. I've lost uh, my dad and uh, one of my brothers, all of my aunts and uncles with the exception of three. Uh, it's, you know, it's just Part of life, I guess. You know, you. I've been to so many funerals because I have such a huge family. I guess after a while, it just becomes routine, unless it's somebody just really, really close to you that really hits home. That may be kind of a insensitive way to say it, but um, when you deal with it, you know, every year, just about we'll lose somebody. It's hard to deal with, Mm. especially when it's somebody so close. So there's
0: family members you've lost, but you've also had a personal loss of ability.
2: Right. What's the
0: story then? Right. I,
2: I was diagnosed two years ago. My brother was dying in the hospital when I when I got the news, so I didn't tell anybody. He was dying of acute pancreatitis. And uh, I, I was diagnosed with a, a heart condition. It's it's really rare, but it's it's called a mixoma tumor. It's a non cancerous tumor inside my heart. So the surgery to remove it took about I think they said about six hours and they had to take my heart out cut it in half, take out the tumor, replace that wall in your heart with a, a bovine part, part of a cow heart. And uh, they had to do this three different times. So I, I actually died during the surgery. Of course, I didn't know I died. But um, but yeah, and after that, I, I'm completely disabled now because it was such an extensive heart surgery. I'm left really weak and I'm pretty much useless now, except for, I guess, chatting on the phone
0: coming on podcasts i've got to ask right. you did you have any in your near death or or in fact your real death experience any lights any angels no
2: no it was completely it was nothing it was completely peaceful you know deep deep sleep i i, I wouldn't have known it at all if the doctors hadn't have told us, and then, you know, afterwards, I got all my medical records, and uh, the doctor told me that as far as surgeries had ever, this is a doctor with 18 years experience doing heart surgeries, there was another car, cardiac surgeon in the in there with him, he had seven years experience, this was only the second tumor of this type that they had ever seen, and uh, he said, after the surgery was over, that I had come as close to anybody that he had ever operated on to death and survive. So I don't know if that's luck or I think it's a sign. You know, some people said it was a divine hand, but I I don't believe in divine hands.
0: Hmm, well on that, let's let's throw the question openly to you. How do you guys respond to to theists when they try and assist you with with solace and and say they'll pray for you or god's watching over you or because their way of rationalizing death is quite different to the way we do how do you respond
1: well i'll uh i'll go with how i responded which of course facebook is how we communicate today but i actually had to head things off on facebook and politely tell them that yes we're mourning however what might work for you and your particular religious views may not work for us and uh, especially considering that one of five americans do not claim a religion you know so although they're well-intentioned, these can be frustrating and counterproductive. All you need to say is, I'm your friend, really. What I found particularly frustrating is the, is the I'll pray for you that, of course, is a cop-out, which basically says, I know you're having a hard time, but I don't really want to help. I just want to say something to make me feel better. Mm. And uh, and I found that frustrating, especially from friends that knew I was an atheist. And, and they would still send us religious messages, almost in spite of, of our atheism. And I found that particularly frustrating.
0: Yeah. Is it useful perhaps then to retaliate with, well, if you're going to pray for me, I'll dance naked in the forest for you. (laughs) We can perhaps achieve just as much.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing is that they don't mean, they're not intentionally, uh, the best advice I got was from someone who had also lost a child. And he had said that people are going to say stupid things, not because they're stupid, but because they don't know what to say. And I kind of put a message out there, better worded than how I paraphrased it, but essentially saying, "I understand you don't know what to say. We just need you to be patient with us." And I think that that kind of let them know it's okay not to say anything or just to say hi and you know I'm here. Otherwise, we did get a lot of religious uh, messages.
0: Mm. How do you respond to prayer offers?
2: Well, I usually just nod and say thank you very much. Uh, my dad was a preacher. Uh, so all of our friends are super religious. All of my dad and mother's friends, you know, and I don't try to defend what they're doing or what they're saying. And I don't, I don't try to mount an argument against it. Uh, usually I just. I'll just say thank you very much. And I'll pray because I understand that there's nothing they can do in reality. And uh, this gives them some sort of comfort just to let me know they're thinking about me. But yes, it is pointless. It, dancing in the woods naked would serve the same purpose.
3: Hmm. Randall? Yeah, I would say I take it a lot like Stacy does because it's just a really uncomfortable situation, I guess. There's not really anything you can say a lot of times. Um, so when I hear people say that they'll pray for me, I just take it as them saying that uh, they're thinking of me, that they care about me. Um, I just kind of accept it as that rather than trying any sort of confrontation or corrections or anything
0: like that. Mm. So how would you guys counsel a religious friend? So somebody who's gone through a loss, you obviously don't believe in what they believe. How would you counsel them? And Is is what we can offer enough?
2: That's one of the appeals of religion. See, even, you know, my mother died. Just a few weeks ago and at that point that's the only time i find religion appealing to me because they have this delusion that they're going to see them again and it makes them so happy and i think that's what snags most people into religion is the fact that we've got time we've got tons of time we've got all eternity we'll say goodbye now but we'll meet up later and it's silly to me so when somebody needs advice or i i i, just, I don't know what to tell them i just i know from experience that it will get easier with time you know you'll always think of this loved one it's it's always going to be difficult but in time it'll, it will get better but i can't tell them well you'll see them again one day that's you know that's silly i, I won't even stoop to that to comfort somebody mm. so stacy your
0: mother she, she was very much so a believer you were saying that even more so than your father, and she'd hoped for a a quick death. What took place?
2: Her mother had lived with us for a long time, and she was disabled, and so we had to take constant care of her. Uh, You know, sometimes she'd get bad, we'd have to give her baths, and you know, et cetera, you know how that goes and and Mother had always said that she never wanted somebody to have to wipe her behind and and that's what that's her word so about four years ago, she had a major stroke and left her completely paralyzed on the left side of her body and so from that day on, he always had to have somebody wipe her behind, so you know she had prayed for this that she would just go quickly, she wouldn't suffer, she wouldn't be left for people to deal with uh et cetera, et cetera, you know and then after 4 years and she she had a she had, she had recuperated but she she was still paralyzed completely on one side. She had had another major stroke and this one left her completely paralyzed. She could move her head at first and her eyes and look around and she was coherent, but she had set it up in her will and with the doctors at her hospital that if something like this happened, we were to refuse medical care just to make her comfortable until she passed away. And uh so no feeding tubes, no breathing tubes, no uh, nothing. Nothing. All we could do was give her medicine to make her comfortable until she passed. And that took 8 days. And it was a real struggle for for me, especially because I I would I'm disabled. So I would go up there and sit with her in the hospital. She would open her eyes the first few days. And when she would recognize me, you know, every time she opened her eyes, somebody, one of her children were there and we'd say, mother, it's okay. Somebody's here with you. And she would calm down, but she would get so aggravated the first few days. She would scream, but she couldn't speak. So it was just this heart-wrenching moan and we listened to this for several days and all of her friends would come and pray and they were telling us oh it was going to be some big miracle you know that mentality sort of thing but it didn't happen and after a few days she got to where she would only open her eyes but she wouldn't recognize anybody and then she just slowly just slipped away.
0: So the people who came to offer their prayers and support and who were there specifically to offer prayers at what point was it at the point where they realized it was futile that they no longer offered the prayers
2: yes it, it i call it the gawker stage they all come in just to see what's going on and they'll pray to make every yeah put on a show and uh then they leave and that's that's the end of it day three we didn't have anybody praying um nobody praying mm. nobody came after day day three everybody just it was just 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 immediate family and a few really good family friends that would come.
0: Kyle, I'd like to give you a chance to respond on how you would counsel a religious friend.
1: And we've had friends deal with that. And I think that the important thing is that verbal counseling, there's, there's really not a lot you can say. You can't fix their situation or help them get through it any faster. And uh, I think the best thing is a gesture that is concrete and real. You know, bring them a meal or mow their lawn for them, or dry, you know help take care of something that, that they're too preoccupied to take care of. Those were what was meaningful to us or the friends that went out of their way to make sure that we had food. Hmm. Those kinds of things go a long way. And even if you know someone's worldview and you know something to make it better, I, I don't think that, I don't think there's any magic word like he's saying. I think a lot of what people say to themselves is just to put on a show and make themselves feel better. And it may not help. It might actually make things more difficult. Mm. And we were certainly very
0: frustrated. I'm not seeking to uh, demonize the the religious believers here either. Were the people who came out and went over and above for you, what were their beliefs and intentions? Were they majority atheists, majority theists? Was it relevant? Did it matter?
1: I think we had a a pretty even split because uh, I do have a lot of religious friends. And I think in that instance, it was the friends closest to us that all stepped up regardless of their uh, religious affiliations. But the interesting point earlier, I hear this a lot, that religion is appealing for people dealing with loss that it helps them through it. And I think if that were true, religious people would have a much easier time with grief. And I don't think that's the case. Mm. You know, I I don't think that having a belief that you're going to see them again, at least it doesn't seem to make any difference. And I think that grief is just something that we all experience the same way, mm. or like, at least in a human way, you know?
0: Yeah. It's almost harder because they're dealing with the fact that somebody's gone and they're not going to see them again. And they're also processing on some level the fact that, well, I'm not going to see this person again because if at a funeral, wouldn't you be happy that someone's died because they've gone to a better place?
1: It obviously doesn't make sense to me, but my wife has seen in the uh, in the operating room that the families who were holding out for a miracle the longest were kind of setting themselves up for a bigger heartbreak in the end, and mm. were took longer to come to terms with the loss. And um, in our case. You know, turning the God for religious answers that you're ultimately not going to get. Well, that wasn't really an option, but we did have medical answers, you know, scientific answers for what happened to us. And there was a comfort in knowing and knowing how rare it was and knowing that it probably wouldn't happen to us again, you know? Mm. So I, I think that you can, you can pray for answers and miracles all you want, but ultimately you have to face the reality of the situation at some
0: point. And Randall, how do you comfort believers?
3: I basically do uh, what I see as them doing for me. I let them know that I care about them and that I'm available any time of day if they need somebody to talk to. Because I know that it's a very chaotic time that you want answers, but there just aren't answers to be had. So I make myself available for them if they need anyone uh, to talk to or to do anything for them, hmm. I think we're all on the same page. Just-
1: yeah, and I think it, the important part is making yourself available, not not imposing on them. You know, just saying I'm here is is enough. You know, if if you need anything, I'm here, and that's yeah. that's what a lot of people need.
0: Don't don't make the mistake of saying I'm here, and by the way, your religious deity is complete fiction. correct that helps nobody well gentlemen is there anything else you'd like to add is there anything that's important to you that you'd like to bring up on the show
1: i think for me probably the biggest help was was like randall was saying is uh if you've had an experience similar to that let that person know you know not necessarily share their experience or compare definitely don't compare your experience but just say i had a similar experience and I think that the realization that other people had gone through it, and that we could ask them questions, I think that was a big help. Hmm. So I, I think there's a big stigma about talking about some of these things.
0: You're not alone out, out there. You're not alone.
1: Yeah, that's the message.
0: Well, I suggest very much so, listeners, that you go and follow at Carbon Kyle, K-Y-L-E, Carbon Kyle, and check out his website, which is carbon-comics.com?
1: Carboncomic.com and carbon-comic.com both go there.
0: Okay, it's singular not plural don't make my mistake and and at stacy skipper that's s-t-a-c-y-s-k-i-double-p-e-r and at d-macky close enough yeah (laughs) at d-e-i-m-a-c-h-y that's randall and gentlemen i thank you very much for your time and coming on and speaking about your experiences and and talking through some of the ordeals you've you've had i'm I've no doubt that you find a very supportive community amongst the herd and yes, engage, engage, go and talk.
1: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to talk about this.
0: My pleasure. Are there any charities or, um, websites you'd like to plug?
2: Well, uh, gamma atheist right now, uh, is he, he got laid off of his job and, um, he's, he's a really good guy. He, He does a lot. He's very active in the, in the atheist community. And, um, I try to make a little donation to him Hmm. every month until he can get back on his feet. And I I think that's important to help people like us because nobody else, especially religious, you know, they see us as being in a position that we put ourselves in. But uh, I think being logical uh, isn't really a position to be put in. I think it's something you're hardwired with, and some people just ignore it. Hmm. Uh, I don't think somebody should suffer financially because they're open about their beliefs, even Christians. Mm. Or Muslims Or anybody So the website to
0: support our friend Gamma Is patreon.com forward slash Gamma Atheist And that'll allow him to actually be paid for the work he's doing With the Atheist Hangouts And maintain his activism He's very very active, he's very good
3: Randall? Um, I do have a charity that I support That's completely unrelated to anything we've talked about Um, It's called the Wayne Foundation It was started by kevin smith the director and what they want to do is set up a program to help rehabilitate victims of dmst which is domestic minor sex trafficking Uh, it's a very new charity so they're still gathering startup funds but it's a cause that i really believe in and i wholeheartedly support that charity if people are looking for something else to contribute to Mm,
0: and let's not confuse it with the wayne foundation where people are trying to raise money to build a batman that's something else entirely what we're doing (laughs) yeah it's actually about. inspired
3: by Batman.: Oh, uh, seriously, is a huge fanboy. Yeah yeah, wow. Their logo is like a little bat signal.
0: Mm. There's nothing really more heart-wrenching than a victim, right And of sex trafficking in, in particular. my gosh. Mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's yes. a whole other <laughs> It's a whole other podcast.: Yeah, yeah. definitely. After I had the, the first interview with Iman, one godless woman, I was contacted by eight people who were also victims of sexual assault. They're, it is just so uh, such a hard topic to speak up about, and I admire them for doing so. So it's been quite a while. I think that's on the cards. So victims of sexual assault, by all means, flick me an email. I think I've got my ducks lined up now. I'm, I'm probably... <laughs> I've, I've rebuilt enough uh, internal strength to tackle the topic again, so... Yeah, send me through an email, adam at herdmentalitypodcast.com and carbonkyle, that's at carbon-comic.com. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on The Herd Mentality. I
2: appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thank you.
0: Computer, comfort the bridge. Comfort the bridge.
5: Ray? Ray, are you alright?
0: Uh, Ray, what? I've had fire? a mishap. You uh, better get down to the dungeon immediately. Oh,
5: No wonder you've done yourself a mischief. What's
6: happened? I'm disconnected from it. But I feel like I've dislocated something.
5: Let me have a oh, look, Ray. There you go. Oh, my God, Ray, your balls come oh. away.
6: What's wrong with the comfort package?
5: Ray, it's like you've given birth to <coughs> yourself. There's like... <laughs> Actually it's all twisted, you've got a twisted mister, right? A twisted mister Ray, this is serious. I, I remember watching on Holby City, which is this British drama, it's very good, hospital but, drama. But, you've got you've only got a very short time to get the ball connected back or else you're gonna be like Hitler with just one ball. We've oh, gotta get you to hospital It's filling up
6: but quickly like a like some sort of ostrich egg. <laughs> My plum hammock's turned into an orange bag. Uh
5: Ray, we need to get you to hospital. I mean I'm not sure if you've got any Scottish roots, but that looks like a haggis. Oh, oh,
6: it's changing colour and everything. Quick, quick, get to the comfort Come
5: on, Ray, I'll drive.
6: Ah, Raylene, the, press the emergency siren button. <laughs>
5: we have an emergency siren button,
6: do we? We do now. <laughs> just, just press it quickly.
7: Uh, Everyone, just calm down. My name is Dr. Ivy Catheter. There appears to be a problem.
4: Uh,
5: It's more than a problem here. This is Ray, my uh, boss and uh, future lover. Um, He's got a twisted mister. He was using the eight horsepower butt plug and pressed the turbo button. Well, that doesn't really matter, doctor. The problem is his his balls become (laughs) detached from his brain. He needs help.
7: Well, I need to take some information first. Did you oh. did you sit in the in the supermarket?
6: You see, you appear to be here in a oh. trolley. Oh, I've got the comfort package in the bit where the two kids' legs go through, and it's the, it's the only way I can remain upright.
7: Obviously, this is an emergency, and we need to take you into the back right away. Um, make it happen. You push, could you just push him through these doors, please? Oh. Yeah. And of bring course, him back of your, come on, Ray. Right.
4: Oh,
7: make it stop. Maybe if you just turned the trolley over, we could get him out so I can actually examine.
6: Oh, no. Oh, no. It's swelled up. I can't pull it back through the hole. We're
4: going to have to call the fire brigade.
7: That's okay. We have an implement here that we use to cut the wedding rings off of dead people, so we'll just <laughs> cut around.
5: <laughs> Ray, that woman's going to take a sword She's, to your
6: bowl. Oh, no, it's it's far too close to the comfort package. We can't allow that's. Is there, is there some way you can readjust it well it's not exactly like screwing in a light bulb now is it <laughs> my question to you
7: my question for you though sir is how long have you been this way what, a christian
6: <laughs> long, longer than i care to remember but is there, is there any opportunity and what about some of that uh, inert lubrication stuff that you can just
5: ah
6: oh, help slide it through
5: Dr. Catherine, you've got to do something to save him. Those are my future children in there.
6: That's a very good
7: idea. I think what we're going to do first is I'm going to use this ultrasound jelly, and hopefully it'll be slippery enough to kind of pull it back through. It's
6: not exactly working. Oh, Oh, damn.
7: (sighs) Oh. Now, this is a very delicate and dangerous procedure. From what I can see that's happening here, you may very well lose your testicles, oh, sir.
6: No, no, it's the comfort package. It would right. make me incomplete. It would be like uh, Samson having his hair cut. I'll lose all my magic powers. Well, there is only
7: one answer, and I'm afraid it's very dangerous. Oh. It's emergency surgery, and we'll have to
6: take you straight back. Raylene, what's she doing to me?
5: She's the doctor, Ray. I don't want to lose you, even if you don't have any balls. I'll still love you.
7: And I'm afraid, and normally I wouldn't ask this because it's highly unprofessional, but I'm afraid we don't have time to administer anesthetic. Uh, I need you to come with me, ma'am. I need you to hold him down. Uh, oh, no,
6: Ray. Raylene, Ray uh, hold me. In fact, maybe you should tie him down. Uh, maybe I'll just sit on his
4: face.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't breathe. (laughs) That's an incredible
7: anesthetic you have
4: there.
6: Overpowering. And I feel like I'm losing...
7: (laughs) My God, it's vaginal chloroform. I've only read about it. I've never seen it before. (laughs) And I am terribly sorry, but we don't have much time. We don't have much time at all. And I can't spare the extra staff because we have children with, you know upper respiratory infections so you're going to have to assist me oh
5: that's all right i've watched Each... animal hospital so it can't be that different
7: actually really it's not different at all so can you just hand me that sharp stabby knifey thing we doctors yes, call here it we go, Doctor. a stab- <laughs> <laughs> all right let me open this up oh oh my god oh i i've never seen it. Well, it, it, it looks like a cat's cradle in there. Maybe if I just, maybe if I just pull it through this slot and, and then back through this way. Ah, it's like, it's like trying to untangle a telephone cord. What did he do? You,
5: you have to see the eight horsepower solid gold butt plug. It is quite amazing.
7: Okay. Oh, ma'am, I, I don't know what to say. It's been, it's been well over six hours and I'm afraid the, the process is just far too severe. I'm afraid I can't save it. I'm
5: so oh sorry. no, poor Ray! What will happen? Is, is he going to be lopsided?
7: It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And I and I want you to just take a moment, and I want you to think about your options here, because thanks to modern medical science, we can make him better. We can make him stronger, faster than he was before. We can put in this. Silicone, sort of soft, squishy, looks a bit like an artificial breast. It will make him appear equal on both sides.
5: Right.
7: Or, there is a slightly more expensive option, if you're interested. This testicle, you might notice it's made of metal and... It has a few buttons on it. And from it's actually controlled from the outside with a handy remote control that I could give you before you leave the hospital. And oh. each button has a different function. You have some right. choice.
5: So, so mm-hmm. what are the functions?
7: Well, if you press the green button, immediately after you have sex, your car will start and you can make a quick... <laughs> <laughs> and if you press the red button... The whole thing kind of flips out into a a hibachi grill. And...
5: (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely want that one, Dr. Caffeter. Let's go with that one.
7: Well, then let me just finish removing the rest of this masticated tissue. Are you sure it was just the butt plug he was using?
5: Yeah, it, it, it was. the a turbo. It's very powerful. Um, I don't suppose you've ever ho- heard of um, Joel Austin?
7: Never actually met him, but I do have a colleague who did go blind trying to perform a regular dental exam on it. Well,
5: <laughs> Joel Austin was a
7: victim of the butt plug um, a, a while back. And this is your second set of keys, just in case you lose the first.
5: Fabulous. Thank you, Dr. Catheter.
7: Absolutely. My pleasure. You'll be getting my bill. Reactor online. Sensors
5: online. Weapons online. All systems
7: nominal.
0: Oh, oh, where, where am I? Mr. Comfort, can you hear me? Can you see me? Ah, uh, yes. Targeting scanners are up and running.
7: Okay, all right. Well, you may recall I'm Dr. Ivy Catheter, uh. and you are in recovery. We've had a very, very successful surgery. Uh, what?
0: I'm not in remission.
7: You may- You've made it. You've come all the way through. Now, can you tell me, are you having any pain?
0: Uh, no. I feel a slight electrical tingling sensation.
7: Is this painful for you?
0: No, this happens all the time.
7: Oh, well then, you're back to full functionality. Hit the green button. Hit the green button. Uh, what,
0: what's what's going on?
7: Well, let me explain to you what had to happen, and I know it's going to be a bit
0: of a shock. Why did the TV change to Fox News?
7: All in good time. I know that you were very concerned when you first came into the emergency room about possibly the loss of your very special testicle. Oh, my favorite one. I'm sure it was. Sometimes, even with the advances in medical science, we can't always save them. Oh, no. I'm so, so sorry. But what we were able to do is fit you with a prosthetic device. A
0: prosthetic?
7: In this case... Your companion opted for the really high-end model.
0: Oh, but we're not covered by um, bollock insurance, are we?
5: No, Ray. I, I've, um, I've had, I had some savings. You're worth it.
0: Oh, oh thank you. Oh, Ray, I've... that's the nicest thing you've ever said that shush to Shush now, shush now. I haven't got to the end of the <laughs> sentence. Um, no. But no, no, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> 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 what are the precautions I should be taking?
7: Okay, well, it's very important that for the first week, you don't take any baths where you sit. Just sponge off gently because it is an electrical device, and I would hate to see anything like that happen. And and I can't impress upon you strongly enough that implement that got you here in the first place, that solid gold eight-horsepower butt plug.
0: Oh, yes, I, I remember that vaguely.
7: At least a week. Leave it alone, okay? Ray, Ray Lane,
5: you're never going to make it, Ray. You, can, you can't leave that thing alone for a day.
0: A whole week of abstinence. A week of abstinence. This is ridiculous.
5: Oh, Ray, I'm so glad you're okay. I was so worried for you. Well, it's
0: all been a traumatic ordeal.
5: I know, especially for me. I mean...
0: Look, where's the remote for the garage door?
5: Oh, hang on, it's in my bag. Oh. Here you go, Ray.
0: Thank you. All right. Uh, which button is it?
5: The green one.
0: The gr- Okay. <laughs>
5: Oh, wait, that's the wrong remote,
0: Ray! What? This testicle will explode in five seconds.
4: Oh, wait, Ray! That's not snow, Ray! That's the remote for your
0: robot ball! Herd mentalists, rather than do selective outtakes i've decided to copy in the entire recording of this regate so you can have an idea of what it's like before editing hope you enjoy it (laughs) girls the call quality is pretty good Uh, okay i think the levels are okay jess can you count to five quickly
7: one two three four five
0: okie dokes ra same again one two three four
5: five
0: okay That's good. Who's buzzing?
4: That's not me. me. I promise
5: I haven't got any vibrators on. Mm. It's
7: my Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I tried (laughs) I tried to turn my alerts off. I really did. (laughs) It's my alerts. Hold on, let me look and see if I can make it any better. It was
5: probably the tweet that I sent you. (laughs) Probably. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh <No. laughs> um no I need that. Oh, damn it. Uh I'm
7: on this guy. Uh, I'm sorry, phone. <laughs> um Twitter. Thank you, ducks. Okay.
0: Well, everything looks sweet on this end. Now we need a beginning, middle, and end. So the beginning...
5: <laughs> so basically everything. Yeah.
4: No. Yeah, we just
7: need everything. All right. <laughs> this is
5: how we do this shit every time, Jess.
7: Well, I, you know, because I of course have no. Martin asked me, he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I have no idea. I think it's some yeah, kind but of." Yeah, <laughs> do <laughs> So it's all good. There we go. See, no, goddamn it, I turned everything off, and it's still. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Maybe that was my vibrator. I don't know. I oh, think it'll stop. And it's an I did turn my. butt
5: throat. plug. Jeff. <laughs> <just> got <laughs> it. Yeah.
7: I, You know, gas-powered generator, I'm afraid I might lose power. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what is this beginning, middle, and end?
0: Okay, well, the the premise so far, I think, is that Ray and Raylene have gone and bought back the comfort mobile. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But they've also bought back the eight-horsepower solid gold butt plug. So um, (laughs) have you heard them, Jess?
7: Yes. <laughs>
4: okay.
0: Yes. Uh, right. So the the beginning might be, um, what do you reckon? Raylene, you walk in while Ray's just uh, reconfiguring the device. Uh,
5: but he hasn't bought the eight horsepower butt plug back, has yeah. he?
0: Yeah, he has, but he lost the uh, Twitter handle.
5: Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I can't keep up. <laughs> It's okay.
0: A, it's a full-time job, just staying on top yeah, of this well, shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, all right. So, what'll um, what what would be funny? I mean, Ray obviously gets testicular torsion. Yeah.
5: Well, what would be funny? What I thought would be really funny would be because he's so excited to get the um, butt plug back, he overuses it, mm. and like you said, takes you know
0: <laughs> a wrong corner. <laughs> Takes the corner yes. too hard. Yes.
5: <laughs> so, uh, you know the um, obviously the, because he overuses it, um, it causes testicular torsion. Mm. So he's got the twisted Mister. <laughs> um, and it, he's calling. Like Raylene walks in just as it happens, and obviously he's in agony because <sighs> testicular torsion is fucking agony. Right? Um, yeah. and um basically there's i don't know if it's the same in america but the parameters here is a four hour viability to save the testicle um,
7: yeah, exactly <laughs> the same
5: that's what we have so yeah cool so i'm glad that we have the same rules on testicles <laughs> true we're on just
7: really the same page
5: so, <laughs> yeah. so you're, you're good to get a job in urology so um, So he's asking for help and then I think Raylene tries to sort it out and he's (laughs) like, no, you know, obviously Raylene, you need to get an ambulance or take it to the hospital. So, yeah, so Raylene (laughs) takes him to the hospital um, and um, then, of course, Jess um, is the attending doctor. Mm. Uh, We need a good name for her, though. It needs to be like a urologist's name. Um,
4: oh. Oh, for urethra want... blade? <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
5: Or oh. oh, you could. Something like Dr. Ivy Catheter. <laughs>
0: You idiots! Focus.
7: <laughs> Are you sure it's Doctor Foley catheter? Are you sure?
0: <laughs> All right, Ivy catheter. That I like yes. that. We'll, we'll run with that. So, right. Um, the the first scene. Uh, what happens? Does Ray call out from, from the, uh, the dungeon? Yeah, uh, Ray Lane and
5: Raylene goes running down, and she's you know what, what's up, Ray, what's up, and she sees that he's like doubled up in pain on the floor, mm. and she sees the butt plug, yeah, and, and the turbo
0: button's been accidentally deployed, yeah, and then just um, then just spend maybe maybe a minute just scolding Ray, yeah, don't <laughs> you know, you, don't worry, you, you I will. You can't you can't just jump back into these things. It's yeah, you know, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> <You
5: can't. laughs> Oh dear, I can see this is going to take several takes, isn't
0: it? Oh, it might take a few. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll, we'll just go for the first scene at the moment. Uh, we'll muddy through the rest. Raylene! <clears throat> <coughs> Raylene! Uh- oh, quick right. get Get down here.
5: No, no, st- hang on a minute. Stop. You've got testicular torsion, love. Oh. You are in fucking <laughs> agony. <laughs> you feel... Testicular torsion, you feel like your ball is going to come out through your nostril. <laughs> Should we... <It> is, <laughs> no, yeah. seriously, no. Jess, back me up on this. It's absolutely it true. The agony, it is off the scale. Okay. Yeah. So can you please, you know like, if you have to, if you haven't got any creative talent, get the missus to kick you in the balls. Acting so get tips
0: from the right tone. <laughs> He's
7: a method actor.
0: Um, so, maybe over the intercom might be the way to alert yes. you.
4: <laughs> Oh, dear.
0: All right. All right, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. I'm
4: so sorry. This is so fucking
0: funny. I'm thinking, Ra, right, we do it. i we God, do I it. Pee myself. Breathe. No, you've just had a five-minute wee, like a blue whale. So. <laughs>
4: Okay. Don't put I
5: think...
4: that in the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh god! I'm going to bust out. Oh, okay. So <laughs> laughing, Jack.
0: we're never going to get this down, are we? <laughs> now, yes, so I, I think with a little a little Star Trek reference. We'll just have, uh, you know, the how they call each other with the intercom. Yeah. Uh, and he just oh, sort of yeah. tap, taps the badge and goes, "Comfort Raylene,
4: Comfort the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I'll put in the sound effect. That's that's gold. That's gold. Okay. That's,
7: that's brilliant. That is excellent. Oh my god.
0: Okay, so Jess, Jess. Jess, just, yeah. okay, everyone
3: breathe. Everyone breathe. <sighs> right. Okay.
5: I'm ready.
0: need a new diaphragm after this I think (laughs) It's not funny. Focus on this being not funny.
7: Oh See, no, honey! Testicular torsion. <laughs> to the ER staff.
0: Seri- is always serious faces on, guys. Serious faces on. While Ra- okay. <laughs> while Ra- up <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my
4: god!
5: I'm like crying here. Okay. Okay. So.
4: Okay.
0: Dear.
4: It wasn't me. I'm sorry,
5: but I keep thinking about your twisted ball <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Honestly, I've got abdo pain now. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Okay,
5: right. right. This I, I'm going to get it right this time. It's a bit like anal sex. You've right. got to persevere. Come on. Okay, focus, right.
0: focus. Okay. You threw me off my game, right?
5: Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Now I'm doing it.
0: Right. Ray? Hang on. No, because I've got to put the call through to you.
5: Oh, Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: (sighs) Okay. I think I just popped the vein in my forehead that killed Elvis, but. (laughs) Okay. Oh. And and again <laughs> Computer Computer uh, Comfort the Bridge. C- oh, comfort the Bridge
5: Ray Ray, are you all right?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, Ray, what's the matter? I've had a mishap. You'd uh, better get down oh. to the better get down to the dungeon immediately. Wet footsteps.
5: (laughs) Yes, my vagina
0: footsteps. No, they're just wet footsteps.
5: They sound like vagina.
0: No. Okay, so door door opens. Raylene runs in. From it, but I feel like I've dislocated something. Let me have a look, Ray. Oh, Let me have a look. Just there you go. Have you got? Oh my god! Oh my god, Ray! Your balls come away! What? Oh. <laughs> what's what's wrong with the what's wrong with the comfort package? Um,
5: Ray, it's like you've given birth to yourself. But- <laughs> Right. Right, right. Your balls become detached and it's all twisted. You've got a twisted mister, right?
0: Uh, a, tw- a twisted mister.
5: Right, this is serious. I-, I remember watching on Holby City, which is this British drama, it's very good, hospital drama. But- you've got you've only got a very short time to get the ball connected back or else you're going to be like Hitler with just one ball. Oh, we have got to get you to hospital.
0: It's swelling up uh, quickly like a like some sort of ostrich egg.
4: Would you like me to kiss it better? <laughs> no,
0: probably probably don't do that. Uh, but my, my plum hammock's turned into an orange bag.
5: Uh, Ray, we need to get you to hospital. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you've got any Scottish roots, but that looks like a haggis. Oh,
0: oh it's changing colour and everything. Quick, quick, get to the comfort mobile.
5: Come on, Ray, I'll drive.
0: Perfect.
4: Jess is dying So
0: so I reckon about 90% of that will get cut
7: (laughs) That was brilliant, I loved it It Okay, so we'll
0: have um, uh, Maybe The sound of the comfort mobile Starting uh, And and we're driving in Ah, Raylene, press the emergency Siren button
5: (laughs) We have an emergency siren button Do we?
0: We do now. Oh. <laughs> just just press it quickly. Right, right, I'm on it. All right, so now we pull into uh, ER. There'll be a sound effect of some screeching tyres or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Dr. Ivy <coughs> Caffeter. Come Run out, introduce yourself, and let's take it from there. Let's see what happens.
4: <laughs> okay. Oh. No, don't, don't
5: tell. No, hang on. What? kick your balls and you know check i should i just say to dr ivy catheter what's happened because obviously you're doubled over in pain
0: oh yes well that, that's so all, you're not going to
5: be able to do much explaining
0: no that's the that's the logical first step yeah <laughs> do you think maybe we should have him in a wheelbarrow you just sort of wheel him in.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's, he's just
0: um, on a trolley, isn't he? Oh, maybe a shopping trolley, because that's classy. Just...
7: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's classy. That's good right
0: there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll put in the squeaky so is that wheel. What's
7: going
5: to be implied? Or is, he, is Dr. Caster going to say, why well, is he in a shopping trolley? <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm
7: totally going to reference the shopping trolley.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll just <laughs> Have the um, the three wheeled shopping trolley and, and right, I'll ra- be
5: re- I'll be that really hysterical person in A and E. Come on.
0: <laughs> okay, let's do it. Help! Help! Oh.
7: Can have some help! Here! Hello, everyone. everyone, just calm down. My name is Doctor Ivy Catheter. There appears to be a problem.
4: Uh,
5: it's more than a problem here. This is Ray, my uh, boss and uh, future lover. Um, he's. Got a twisted mister. Uh, he was using the eight horsepower butt plug and pressed the turbo button. Well, that doesn't really matter, Doctor.
4: Uh, That's solid gold. His,
5: his balls become uh, detached from his brain. He needs help.
0: It's solid
7: gold. You, well, I need to take some information first. Did you? Uh, did you sit in the in the supermarket? You see, you appear to be here in a trolley. Uh, can I? I uh, need to examine. It's,
0: <laughs> it's the only way I can walk by by plopping. <laughs> My, my, what do we call well, it? The, the, oh, I've got the comfort package in the bit where the two kids' legs go through, and it's the it's the only way I can remain upright.
7: Well, obviously this is, obviously this is an emergency, and we need to take you into the back right oh, away. Make it happen. Oh, make, make it happen. Push, could you just push him through these doors, please? Oh. Yeah, Oh, make it stop. you. <laughs> Maybe if you just turned the trolley over, we could get him out, so I can actually examine.
0: I I think it's. No, oh no, it's swelled up. I can't pull it back through the hole.
7: Well,
4: we're gonna have to call the fire brigade.
7: That's okay. We have an implement here that we use to cut the wedding rings off of dead people, so we'll just cut around. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh, no, it's it's far too close to the comfort package. We can't allow this. Is there is there some way you can readjust it?
7: Well, it's not exactly like screwing in a light bulb now, is it? <laughs> My question to you. My question for you, though, sir, is, well, how long have you been this way?
0: Oh, what, a Christian? <laughs> Probably... But... <laughs> longer than I care to remember. But is there, is there any opportunity? What about some of that uh, inert uh, lubric- lubrication stuff that you can just oh, help slide it through?
5: Catheter, you've got to do something to save him. Those are my That's... future children in there. Oh.
0: That's a very good
7: idea. I think what we're going to do first is I'm going to use this ultrasound jelly and hopefully it'll be slippery enough to oh. kind of pull it back through, oh. it's not exactly ah. working. Oh, uh. oh, it's out. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not very big now, is it? <laughs> hmm.
5: It, it really never was very big.
0: <laughs> All right. So what? From here, <laughs> just because his
5: middle name is Chipolata. What?
0: I'll have you know it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. (laughs) Um, Maybe we'll Ray into the um, emergency Mm -hmm. operating room? Yeah.
7: Yes, we need emergency surgery stat for sure.
0: All right. Mm. You know what to do.
7: Okay. You ready?
4: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Now,
7: this is a very delicate and dangerous procedure. From what I can see that's happening here, you may very well lose your testicles, sir.
0: No, no. It's the comfort package. It would make me incomplete. It would be like uh, Samson having his hair cut. I'll lose all my magic powers.
7: Well, there is only one answer, and I'm afraid it's very dangerous. It's emergency surgery, and we'll have to take you straight back.
0: Raylene, what's she doing to me?
5: All right, I don't know. Listen to her. She's the doctor. Ray, I don't want to lose you. Even if you don't have any balls, I'll still love you.
7: And I'm afraid. And normally I wouldn't ask this because it's highly unprofessional, but I'm afraid we don't have time to administer anesthetic. Uh, I need you to come with me, ma'am. I need you to hold him down. Uh, oh no, Ray! Raylene, Ray uh, hold me. In fact, maybe you should tie him down.
5: Uh, maybe I'll just sit on his
7: face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I can't, I can't breathe. That's an incredible
0: anesthetic you
2: have
7: there.
0: Oh, oh, overpowering, and I feel like I'm losing. Oh
7: my God, it's vaginal chloroform. I've only read about it. I've never seen it before. Ah <laughs> oh, well, the
5: bucket fanny is a magic bucket fanny. God.
0: that's not making it. <laughs>
5: What? The hell? You made me sing a rap song about my no, bucket penny. No.
0: No, yeah, but the <coughs> right, that what you just described may well be real, but there's no magic. Come on, let's keep this serious. That's right.
7: There's nothing supernatural about the bucket penny. You fine. <laughs>
5: you atheists and your facts.
0: Oh, you, you guys are disgraceful. All right, so um, maybe between the two of you, a quick. 10 or 15 seconds, here's your scalpel, Raylene Off we go (laughs) Start digging around
5: What what do you mean, Raylene? I'm not doing the
7: operation It's the doctor
0: No, I I think they're understaffed, aren't they?
7: Uh, Yeah, we're understaffed So you're going to have to hand me things while you're sitting on his face (laughs) Okay (laughs) Lovely And I am terribly sorry But we don't have much time We don't have much time at all And I can't spare the extra staff Because we have children with, you know Upper respiratory infections. So you're going to have to assist me.
4: Oh
5: that's alright. I've watched you... Animal Hospital, so it can't be that different.
7: Actually, really, it's not different at all. So can you just hand me that sharp, stabby, knifey thing? We doctors yeah, call it doctor? stab- <laughs> Alright, let me open this up.
0: Maybe a chainsaw? Oh. Maybe a chainsaw as
4: well?
7: Yeah, definitely. Oh oh my god. I've never seen anything like this. It looks like, well, it, it, it looks like a cat's cradle in there.
4: Maybe
7: if I just, maybe if I just pull it through this slot and, and then back through this way, ah, it's like, it's like trying to untangle a telephone cord. What did he do?
5: It's, it's like... Um, You you have to see the eight horsepower solid gold butt plug. It is quite amazing.
0: All right. I think we'll uh, fade out on that one.
5: <laughs> Probably. Well, actually, no, I wasn't done. I was going to ask her, as she was there, could she give my curtains a nip and tuck? <laughs> <laughs> actually, she could fashion a new ball foray out of my spare curtains.
0: Oh, no. Can't. no.
4: <laughs> give him a nudical. <sighs> you can't keep the ball. You have to have a nudical. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: Yeah. God, we start down the road of genital macrame, and
4: you—out <laughs> you oh, of control. I always wanted
7: an implant; they can be whatever size you want them to be. <laughs> Poor Ray, ma- you could
5: probably make a so. Okay, ma- ma- okay.
0: What we'll do is we'll fade into into the next scene where you're you're six and a half hours into this. Oh, yeah, you've exceeded the four-hour yeah. time limit, and. Um, Ray- Raylene has to make a very important decision about what sort of bionic bollock uh, Ray would like.
4: Exactly. Okay.
0: All right. Okay, f- fading back in and I'll have the, the sound of a chainsaw in action. Go. Okay.
7: Oh, ma'am, I, I don't know what to say. It's been it's been well over six hours and I'm afraid the necrosis is just far too severe. I'm afraid I can't save it. I'm so oh, sorry. no!
5: Is he going to be
7: lopsided? It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And I I want you to just take a moment and I want you to think about your options here because thanks to modern medical science, we can make him better. We can make him stronger, faster than he was before. Although by the looks of it, he was probably pretty fast. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, um, So you have some choices. We can put in this silicone sort of soft, squishy, looks a bit like an artificial breast and it will at least make him it will make him appear um, equal on both sides. Right. Or, there is a slightly more expensive option, if you're interested. This this testicle, you might notice it's made of metal and it has a few buttons on it and it's actually controlled from the outside with a handy remote control that I could give you before you leave the hospital.
4: And oh. each button has
7: a different function. Yeah. You have some right.
4: choices. So
5: what are the functions?
7: Well, if you press... You can open your garage door. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> if you press the green button, immediately after you have sex, your car will start and you can make a quick... <laughs> and if you press the red button the whole thing kind of flips out into a a hibachi grill and (laughs) it has an inflation control you can bring it up like this or you can bring it down depending on your mood
5: Uh, I definitely want that one Dr. Caffeter let's go with that one
7: well, then let me just finish removing the rest of this masticated tissue. Are you sure it was just the butt plug he was using? Yeah,
5: but... it, it was. as the turbo. It's very powerful. Um, I don't suppose you've ever ho- heard of um, Joel Austin?
7: Well, I haven't heard of him, but I, I have heard of him, rather. I've never actually met him, but I do have a colleague who did go blind trying to perform a regular dental exam on him.
5: Well... <laughs> Joel Austin was a victim of the butt plug um, a, a while back, um, but thank you to modern, you know, medicine. Home, home, what was it that you called it?
0: The homo wizard. The
5: homo wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip that bit. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe get to stitching him up with his bionic bollock or okay. bollock.
7: Right, bollock.
5: Yeah. Oh, hang on. Are you going to keep your old testicle? Ray?
0: Um, or maybe Ray Ling can have it fashioned into a, into a necklace.
5: <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Catheter? Yes? You know the ball that you're taking out for Ray? Yes, what yeah. What happens to it?
7: Well, ideally we would put it in formaldehyde and send it down to cytology to make sure that there was nothing wrong with it, but really I was just going to toss it in the bin.
5: Ah, do you think I could have it? Um, I'm thinking of making it into a necklace for myself, so...
7: You know, is it all right with you? Oh, yeah, that's that's actually perfectly fine with me. I think it's a bit odd, but really, it's all about patience and their choices for me. So, sure, of course you can.
5: Ray will love it. I know he will.
7: Well, whatever brings you two closer, I'm sure, is an important part of your relationship. Let me just stitch mm-hmm. him up here. Oh, and there's an extra set of keys. And if the batteries should run out of his RoboBall, you will have to have it reset by the manufacturer. Just All so right. That. Kind of like if the battery dies in your car, and when you turn it, you know, we get a new battery, and the the clock flashes. You might find that his, what did you call it, the comfort package, it might blink yeah. off at twelve o'clock for a while until you have it oh. reset. Oh,
5: oh right. Oh no, we can't have that happening. I have needs.
7: No, I I'm sure that you do. And so here's your instruction manual, and Thank here's you, your troll. <laughs> And this is your second set of keys, just in case you lose the first.
5: Fabulous. Thank you, Dr. Catheter.
7: Absolutely. My pleasure. He'll be getting my
0: bill. All right. Now, <laughs> do we, maybe we have him coming too in remission?
5: Oh, right. Right. In, in recovery, recovery, you mean.
0: Uh, recovery? In remission. <laughs> yeah. Recovery, <Physical>
5: remission. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> episode
1: 487,000
5: of Raygate. Oh, dear. Ray has a terrible brain tumor and becomes an atheist.
7: (laughs) You know? It would be so awesome if your robo-ball started talking like Optimus Prime. I'm just saying.
5: Doctor and Robo Ball uh, recites um, verses from Richard Dawkins' book, <laughs> The God Delusion. <laughs> the God Delusion, <laughs> yes! Yes!
4: Boré <laughs> will, will be sitting in his chair
5: or laying in bed, and all of a sudden, the, <laughs> the Ball will start reciting verses from. And you'll
7: have an uncontrollable, you'll, you'll get an uncontrollable re- erection every time you see Brian Cox on television. Yeah, I do that anyway.
0: Well, yeah, me too. Anyway. Anyway. All right, let's, come on, ladies, let's wrap it up. Uh, okay. So is so uh, Ray comes to in remission and uh, you, you have to explain <laughs> to him what's uh, remi- oh, recovery. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. And uh, you have to explain the situation to him. Okay. Oh, oh, well, where, where am I?
7: Mr. Comfort, can you hear me? Can you see me?
0: Uh, are you? Yes, targeting scanners are up and running.
7: Okay, all right. Well, you may recall I'm Dr. Ivy Catheter, uh, and you are in recovery. We've had a very, very successful surgery. Uh,
0: what? Well, I'm not in you remission. made it, Ray!
7: You've made it. You've come all the way through. Now, can you tell me, are you having any pain?
0: Uh, no. I feel a slight electrical tingling sensation.
7: And is this painful for you?
0: No, this happens all the time.
7: Oh, well, then you're back to full functionality. Hit the green button. Hit the green button. Uh,
0: what, what's What's going on?
7: Well... Let me explain to you what had to happen, and I know it's going to be a bit of a shock.
0: Why did the TV change to Fox News?
7: (laughs) All in good time. I know that you were very concerned when you first came into the emergency room about possibly the loss of your very special testicle. Oh, my favorite one. I'm sure it was. Sometimes, even with the advances in medical science, we can't always save them. Oh, no. I'm so, I'm so so sorry, but what we were able to do is fit you with a prosthetic device—a
3: prosthetic, and,
7: yes, a prosthetic—and in this case, your companion opted for the really high-end model.
0: Oh, but we're, we're so, not covered by um, Bollock Insurance, are we?
5: No, Ray. I've I've um I've had I had some savings. You're worth it.
0: Oh. Oh, thank you.
5: All oh, right, I, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. Not shush now, shush
0: now. I haven't got to the end of the uh, sentence, um, no. but no, no, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> 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 oh, oh dear. Well, all right. We need so, we need to find a way to wrap this up. What happens? how, how does he does he walk out like a jockey or? Uh...
4: Um.
5: Well, if he goes working. back. He wants to use the
4: butt
7: plug again. I'd say. Uh, uh, oh, oh! Should I have something like Ghostbusters for crossing the streams? Do I need to explain to you the risks of using your butt plug after this?
0: Um, at le- <laughs> when you get home, at least twenty-four hours <laughs> off the plug.
7: Right, right.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. So, what are the precautions I should be taking?
7: Okay. Well, it's very important that for the first week, you don't take any baths where you sit. Just sponge off gently because it is an electrical device and I would hate to see anything like that happen. And, and I can't impress upon you strongly enough that implement that got you here in the first place, that solid gold eight horsepower butt plug.
0: Oh, at yes, least, I, I remember a that week. vaguely.
7: At least a week, leave it alone. Okay. Right,
4: right.
5: You're lane. never going to make it, Ray. You, Did, can, you can't leave that thing alone for a day. A
0: whole week of abstinence. A week of abstinence. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Sorry, yes. it's It's not horrible enough. Um, we need. How do we finish up? We've got to get a better ending than that.
7: Yeah. We need um,
0: um. Maybe he gets discharged. Um walks out in front of oncoming traffic and immediately his airbag deploys. <laughs>
5: um, or, or the the um, the ball um, mm-hmm. gets um, attached to some sort of magnet or something.
7: I, that's <laughs> what I was thinking, a magnetic before. device. <clears> I guess of... you can start <laughs> something sucked into the MRI.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah!
7: When yeah! like you're walking out and yeah! He gets slapped onto the MRI. Yeah. So I'll tell you: part of your precautions that you have to stay away from magnetic devices. Perfect. So to be very careful. And turn left when you leave when you are um, heading back to your car. Don't turn right. Turn left. Okay.
0: Okay. Just in one sentence, summarize where we have to to walk out from here. So discharges. Okay.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're ready to go home, and just remember, you need to stay away from all magnetic devices, so when you step out of this door, turn to the left, follow the hallway, and when you get to the blue doors, you'll be back to the parking lot.
0: Right. Okay? Okay, copy that. So avoid all magnetic interference. That's correct.
7: Uh, okay,
5: Ray, let's go, let's go. I think she said
0: turn right. Uh, right. Let's go. No, what?
5: Yeah, she said turn right. All
0: right, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um. Oh. Struggling to walk here. What? Hang on. What's going... What? Hey. Oh,
5: no, Ray! We've walked into the MRI no. room! No! No! The oh. walls are being sucked into the machine! Oh,
7: I'm... Be- oh, my God! What have you done? You're stuck oh. on
0: the MRI! It's like a vortex!
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Okay, no, we can't finish there. We we, we can't finish with that. Um, Why? Oh, because... Mate what happens do we do we get home and i know as we pull back in so we just so just give us a normal discharge from the hospital get back in the comfort okay. mobile drive home and as you uh-huh. press the um uh, Raylene, as you press the the button on the remote uh-huh. uh, something abnormal happens
4: um, are you
7: going to go off like windshield wiper <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry.
5: It's not
4: to play a little song. It's oh, it should. It should play a little song. It should play the ending theme. Yes. <sighs>
0: All right. So give us a discharge and okay. let, let's make it really short and sweet because uh, go. Okay. That's successful.
7: You, that's it. You're done. You guys go on and enjoy your lives. Thank you, Doctor. All right,
0: Raylene, to the comfort mobile.
5: Come on, Ray. I'll take you home, my love.
0: All right, in, sound effects of car, and uh, j- maybe just a little bit of discussion as we're pulling into the driveway.
5: Oh, Ray, I'm so glad you're okay. I was so worried for you. Oh, it's
0: all been a traumatic ordeal.
5: I know, especially for me. I mean, I'd love to have children with you, no. and I thought oh. that was all
0: gone. No, well, I wouldn't, but... Uh... Look, where's the remote for the garage door?
5: Oh, hang on, it's in my bag. Here you go, Ray.
0: Thank you. All right, Uh, which button is it?
5: The green one. The okay. Oh wait, that's the wrong remote, Ray.
0: What? Oh no, Ray! That's the remote for your ball. What's that music? It's playing. It's playing the Hurt mentality theme tune. Yeah. (laughs) Really,
3: <laughs> um,
7: I don't. Think, I don't know that it needs to play the herd mentality theme too, but it needs to really it, It's got to play something. Although
3: I uh, guess that's a What about
7: the? Violation.
0: What about the? Um, it, it's on the same frequency as the self destruct. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Your
7: balls awesome. to explode. <laughs> yes, your ball... Bo- and, and you need a little. You need a little computerized message that says, "This testicle will explode in five seconds."
0: Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just fades out. Good, that, that's actually. good. That's good. Okay, we can do that. Um. <clears throat> all right. So the remote for the garage door. Just press the green button here. Yeah,
5: Ray. But but. Oh wait, Ray. What? That's not no, Ray. No.
0: What's happening? That's the- what's happening? That's the- Oh no! Oh, I'll cut out most of the whinging that I do there, um, and just put in the sound effect of um, of a countdown timer. I've actually got a sound from a a video game, and I'll put that in. I think at the hospital bit where it it says uh, "weapons online," "sensors online," "all systems nominal."
4: (laughs) That's brilliant.
0: And then. uh, yeah, okay, that's that's good. I think I can work with that. Ladies, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, what, all right. What I might even do is just put the whole MP3 up on the server now, unedited, and say, this is what editing, well, this is what a, a Raygate sounds like pre edit.
4: I, I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. I'll take the hit on that one. That's fine.
0: <laughs> right, ladies. See you later.
4: Okay. Bye. Bye, Ray. Bye. <laughs>